Welcome back to another All About Jesus podcast. Um, We're just really glad to be back. Um, My beautiful wife, Jill, is here with me today. Um, It's been quite a while since we've done a podcast. The last one was Jeff uh, Gilgore from Chillicothe. Just an awesome podcast. And um, things are really going um, really good, we thought. Then all of a sudden... um, we kind of got a little bit of a distraction, but it was a wonderful blessing from the Lord. We got a hailstorm for for our ward roofing uh, company, and um, so we started down that path of just trying to do all the work and uh, to glorify the Lord, um, and he just gave us just an abundance amount of work, and just we kept our minds focused upon the Lord, but we did get distracted from doing podcasts and doing man up revivals and um myself i missed i think three encounters in a row it was just been a kind of a difficult summer of just uh not being tired and um and not uh not doing the things that i was doing and i just got to a point um that I just didn't really want to do them. I wanted to follow the Lord, but I just didn't want to put the extra time in and do a podcast and do a do a revival. And, um, I just tried to really get focused in on getting my work done, not for greed or money, just to, just to try to do the best I could for the people that had hired us to do the work. And it seemed like it went really good, but I was just thinking the other day, I probably took on too much work and just got... Uh, Took our focus, some of, some from the Lord of the abundance of uh, great things that He's given to us on this side with the revivals and the podcasts, and um, so it's just been a, so it's been a wonderful summer. It's just been, it's been different than it was last summer. I wanted to read Deuteronomy thirteen eighteen, the Lord your God will be merciful only if you listen to His voice and keep all His commands that I am giving you today. Do what pleases him. So that's why I, a lot of people has come up to uh, Jill and uh, myself and other people and say there's really missing the podcast, wouldn't know when he's going to do it again. Um, and I just took that as a word from the Lord that I uh, needed to get back started, um, quit being selfish with my time, and uh, start doing what the Lord has gifted us and uh, um, blessed us with this wonderful podcast and it's just awesome that people even uh, listen to it and uh, want us to get it going again so we're just uh, listening to the Lord's voice and uh, his commands and we're just doing what pleases him and that's uh, that's uh, trying to glorify the Lord so I just want to introduce my beautiful wife Jill and um, hi <laughs> so it's sure been a different summer been a rough one <laughs> yeah right yeah it's it's been a, a blessing but also challenging that's how i would put it right it just when you have uh when you get the abundance amount of stuff to be able to keep your focus on the lord has just been very um very difficult and i've had a lot of ups and downs myself uh, just times where there's times I just wanted to to quit and not even to follow the Lord, but then I just thought, you know, what else am I going to do? I've tried everything in the world; it would just brought nothing on but uh, misery and destruction. And uh, so I just got a lot of times where I wasn't stepping back, but I wasn't stepping forward and seeking. I was just kind of caught in the middle. And when you're caught in the middle, you're just kind of really falling back. But I just got to where. I just kind of lost my drive to keep seeking for the Lord. I was just trying to settle and just try to find rest and comfort. But um, when you're not doing what the Lord asked you to do, there really just isn't any comfort. It was um, some really good days, and there's been some some miserable times uh, this summer. I was just summer. thinking about um, in the years past, you know, the old Brian when a hailstorm would come, it was, you know, work, 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 work until the season's done. And I think this year that was kind of a, 
part of the test was, like you said, how much are you going to take on? Um, are you still going to make the Lord first? Even though a lot of times we, we get into work and we believe we're working for the Lord. <clears throat> but it may not be, um, you know, what he wants is time with you and time with each one of us. And so sometimes even when we're doing things that are good, you know, as the world might say is good, um, obviously working and providing for your family is a good thing. But if you're neglecting your relationship with the Lord, that's not a good thing. Yeah, is it? As it says in Mark, I lost my scripture. But it says if you're not doing the, the Lord's will, I can't think what that scripture is. I get into the Word every morning and I find a scripture I like and I try to write down as many scriptures as I can to help myself memorize them. But you're really, you're getting so distracted by work and um, just life in general, it's just hard to even remember what you wrote down as the day goes on. And I know before when things were different at work and had a lot more free time, You'd always kind of wonder why somebody would uh, miss a church event or miss a post or um, different things. But when you get thrown into that fire of, of just distractions and life, it's just it's hard to separate your time and have rest with your family and um, go to all the different things. So it's just been a real challenge to keep uh, um, just to really keep our focus not on the Lord, but just focused on doing the Lord's work because every morning I would, uh, you know, always study and get into the word as much as I could, but I just got to where I was not going to as many posts and not doing as many different things. And in, and when you take yourself out of that, it can really start to affect you. You need to stay plugged in. Right. Just like letting, letting one thing that you might think is a little sin. It's kind of like, you know, letting the enemy just crack the door a little bit for him. And then it's just, you know, from there, just like snowballs. And so the same kind of thing, if you're not staying, you know, remaining in him in, in these other ways, it's easy to get out of them. And then you start, you know, doing other, other things with your time. Um, I was thinking about Matthew 7, 7. Um, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And, and also verse 8, for everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And generally, when I read that, I, I believe it's, you know, re talking about the Lord. Like when you seek the Lord, you'll find him. Um, but it goes on down and it talks about, like who's going to give, if your son asks for bread, who will give him a stone? You know, and so in referring to like when we ask the Lord for things, which is what we did, mm -hmm. we asked the Lord for a hailstorm and we did pray about it. Yep. And um, he brought it. <laughs> and so sometimes, sometimes you, you don't realize sometimes what you're asking for. Um, sometimes the Lord's going to let you have it and it may not be necessarily because the wants. lord had put on us uh earlier with the hailstorms getting uh, so much abundance of work i've prayed for a hailstorm before and you know and you think you're somewhat right with the lord as soon as the hailstorm would get started and you know a month or so would go by i would just kind of forget about god and just think well i've got this now i've got uh plenty of work i've got money i've got uh so I would just fall away from the Lord and fall back into drinking and drugs and self-reliance self and doing things that I shouldn't do. So I was really wanted to do another hailstorm just because, uh, you know, it's just, it's good for business, but I was really worried. Can I go through a hailstorm and keep my mind focused on the Lord and not get distracted and not 
fall away. And, you know, just kind of not that long ago, we come back to the Lord, and the Lord put us through a very difficult test. And so we never did really take our um, eyes off of the Lord. I did a lot of witnessing as we was out uh, doing estimates and prayed for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But just uh, <clears throat> there was times I'd felt I was pretty disconnected with God. I got uh, a lot of days I got completely frustrated with God and just uh, I'm just mad and anger had come up through some different situations. But, but uh, you know, just as like uh, David wrote in the, the Psalms, you know, I never fell completely away. I just struggled, but I knew that I never stepped back into any kind of drinking or drugs or had any kind of desire to do that. I've never had really this summer with any desire just for for greed, just trying to do the best we can and um, try to help as many people as we could along the way. We've got to hire some people here that uh, um, it's been a real blessing to them. It's been really a blessing to us to be able to help them. We've hired some guys that uh, was struggling that um, – didn't quite make it to the end, but I believe, you know, we planted some seeds and was able to help them and made uh, some new friends. Um, so the summer was a success, but just uh, just didn't get any podcast done. We'd done one man up revival, and it really turned out uh, really good. And um, I just kind of got the word through that. It was just we started worshiping, and we worshiped for... I don't know if it was like two hours almost. It was just like nonstop worshiping. And the Lord said after that, you know, just the next man up revival you have, just don't worry about having speakers that was set to speak. Just have people stand up and give testimonies and just and just speak what's on their heart. Don't worry about trying to coordinate anything. Yeah. And I don't really try to coordinate any of the, Man ups. I did it first because, you know, you come out of, you know, church settings and it's just kind of like that. It just kind of has a order of how it, how it goes. And you just kind of think that encounters is it has an order the way it goes. And it's, you know, it's all, both are good in their ways. But I kind of got caught up into that. Then just finally getting more and more free and letting the spirit uh, run, run the show and just stepping back and just doing, you know, little things to kind of keep it reined in, but staying right. staying out of the road. Um, so well, they so the man ups have just got uh, better and better as time has went on. Yeah, I was just gonna say that there's still order because we know God's a God of order, but but letting I shouldn't even say letting, but we can. You know, people can try to stifle the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and that's not somewhere where we want to be. Um, because uh, then we got, uh, last year we got to buy this building that was, we had sold some land to uh, Jill's sister, and then uh, she had built this building on it, then she decided that... Uh, it was just uh, wasn't what she had wanted, so we bought it back off of her because it's pretty close to our home, and uh, we didn't know what we were supposed to be doing with this building. We thought maybe it was going to be our house. We thought uh, maybe it was going to be an office for the wardrobing. We thought maybe we'd keep it for a while, then resell it, uh, then just I can't even think where I was standing at. Just this feeling come over me that you're supposed to have and the Darian come to my mind doing teachings here mm-hmm. in this building. Just out of the blue, and just like I told Jill, I said, I just think that uh, the Lord is wanting to make this into a worship house, and he gave me the name for it. Yeah. And at first, you was Frustrated. shocked. <laughs> yeah. Frustrated. You yeah. was wanting to, wanted a different house, or maybe uh, our daughter was going to, maybe put a house there so she'd mm-hmm. when she come back from Texas, but it's just like I think it's supposed to be a worship house. And after the Lord 
um, gives you that word, even though we tried to change it. And I was frustrated too. At first it was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Then it was just like, I got frustrated of, um, just happened to, I guess, but put our own money into it, even though it's not our money anyway. I think too, just like not sometimes, you know, the Lord asks you to do something and you don't, you know, we can't, we don't get all the, the big picture. Like he just gives us pieces. And so I think that's part of it. Um, Cause we couldn't, you know, it says not to lean on your own understanding. And this is the reason why, um, because we couldn't understand with our own minds, like why would we need somewhere else to worship? Mm-hmm. You know, we go to a church that loves worship um, and there's plenty of churches, you know, around here. It's not like there's not open, open buildings to do this. And so it was kind of, um, again, just, we did, we couldn't grasp why he would want this, but once that finally we accepted, you know, and, and followed what the Lord was saying, um, it's just been so blessed. I mean, so the worship house, you know, that's what I was thinking at first. Like, why would the Lord want us to do this? Why does he want us to, like you said, I mean, uh, we go to Kirkley Chapel or Turning Point. You got a lot of other church buildings around. Like, why Why do we need mm-hmm. another one? I mean, and it just, I got really frustrated. Then we just finally started just like, but after the Lord has told us to do certain things, there's just like, you can't change it. And then just kind of a fear would go over you. Like, now yes. we can go ahead and just put our house there. And it's just like, man, that ain't. No, it's not going to be good. Yeah, just have the fear of like, this thing is they don't ever get finished. Yeah. So it's just like, well, we'll keep doing it. And I did a lot of things. All we can really do is say yes. We can say no. and But, you know, when you say yes, and I did a lot of things this summer, and I'd said yes, Lord, but I wasn't happy about it. I was like, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't want to. And that's not the way to be. But I kept, I kept saying yes. So, I mean. There's even that scripture though, that says, um, I think it was like, I don't know if it's two brothers, but two men. And one of them says, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to come do this. And then I don't do it. And then the other one is saying, no, I'm not going to do it. But then he ends up doing it. And the the Lord's more pleased with the one who does it in the end. Mm -hmm. So you know, I guess that's where <laughs> that's really good scripture. where we were. I wish I knew where it was right now, but I have to look it up. Yeah, it was the tax collector and the I don't know. No, it wasn't. I don't really know. Yeah. We need to know our scriptures better. Right. Yeah. We're, we're we're learning. We're still learning. Um so that's just been such a process then uh we finally got it getting it pretty close to getting done then we had a bunch of people over and we uh drove stakes and anointed the ground yeah. then um it was really powerful it was a really just a wonderful day and just a lot of people was here we took uh markers and wrote scriptures all over the walls before they painted it yeah. uh then we had uh um just pray a lady and her son um paint the walls and then um and we just had different people start working. I just didn't have time to do it. I was going to do some of myself, but it's just like I just, I'm never going to get it done. I'm I'm tired. I don't think the Lord wants me to do this. Maybe wants us to bless other people. And, um, so then finally, I think finally had Dorian come over. Mm-hmm. And when Dorian just got out of the car, I wasn't there, but uh, Jill said she just instantly it started uh, just crying, just uh, mm-hmm. the presence of God fell upon her. She'd had a vision of, yeah. like, the building. And uh, from then on, Jill's had uh, different ladies come over at different times, and just uh, it's just been a powerful place. I don't, the Lord has prepared this land before we ever knew oh, anything sure. about it. It's just a very spiritual place. The presence of God is is there. And uh, we haven't had any men things yet. We've had some couple birthday parties, some get-togethers, some just uh, some awesome things. But I think today is November 1st. Yeah, November 1st. 
And next Wednesday night, I believe we'll start having just praise and just prayer there. No no agendas, no no Bible studies, just somebody have scripture or some kind of testimony if they'd want to say, but just really just just praying, getting on our knees and just really praying and crying out to God and thanking him for what he's given us, thanking him for what he's going to do and just uh crying out for all the things in this world that need that need prayer and healing yeah. and healing and uh, of course we've even though the summer we have done some things we've still been involved in uh doing deliverance and uh you know still getting to <laughs> baptize people in the holy spirit and fire up to kirkley and different other places and uh so it's been an awesome summer. It just seems like it's been been long. So so we didn't do this, like I said, the podcast as much and uh but we do we have the worship house. We have another church we'd bought in uh Ludlow and that's been a while back, but the Lord hasn't gave us any direction on that. And probably some of it's uh my own fault for being kind of disgruntled about that, not understanding why the Lord had us uh um purchase that with his with his money it's so i don't know what's going to happen there so it's just going to be just i just really feel the season of this winter this fall of finally getting the work slowing down and just really getting back and really leaning into the lord um it's just going to be just going to happen there's going to be a lot of breakthrough this year and um it's going to be it's going to really be um really going to be awesome We'll get the podcast going back. There's a lot of people, uh, just a real, a real good friend of mine, a real, a real encouraging guy to me, and he worked for us some this summer in Quentin Hogan. Um, you know, through the summer, um, a lot of people as, as you do the work, you know, a lot of people in their own ways, you know, just people are just kind of not attacking you, but just pulling on you and pulling on you hear a lot of bad news but quentin would always always call on you know he'd just say like i'm i'm proud of you for uh keeping your mind um on the lord and doing you know doing the best you can it was just really um it's really inspiring even though he's younger than me and he's worked for me and um but still just it was just very encouraging and i i thank him for that but he's he really likes this podcast and he'll be uh, back on it he's got two or three people that the lord spoke to him to come on here i know uh, brother tom is ready to get back on here and i'm sure mm-hmm. willie and dorian eddie uh such an awesome uh friend that uh is going to come back on here and probably do some probably be on here quite a bit i'm guessing i'm not really sure what the what the lord will lead there and um so it's just been awesome. We're really glad to get started started back this weekend. Will be uh, I still do in a couple of days. It's just uh, so many people are going that we're gonna go. I mean, it's just gonna be such a. Just feel like it's just gonna be just a wonderful celebration, just a big Jesus party. It's gonna be yeah. just an awesome weekend of prayer and healing, deliverance, uh, marriages restored. Amen. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. <clears throat> and the other day we was at post and. Uh, fellow named Steve would give us a book called God's Creative Power. I'm not a obviously a, a big reader and but I start reading that and it just and my mind has always been always thinking something negative. And it's amazing the things that has happened in my life with such negative thoughts that come out of my mouth. And I just read this and it really really made me think, do you really want all the negative things you have been confessing to come to pass? So, I mean, everything that we say out of our mouth that's not going to happen or this is going to happen, would we really want that to happen? I mean, that's um, pretty scary. And then the book, it is said, if Jesus has come to you and said, from now on, everything that you say out of your mouth is going to happen. And the book said something like, you know, some people say, oh, that'd be great. But, I mean, really, it's amazing. Even Jill, I mean, you're positive and say a lot of things, but still. Right. So many things we say that we don't even really 
um, really yeah. even catcher. So I was somebody was talking about that not that long ago, but they were just saying even when you say like I'm I'm sick and tired of this mm-hmm. or that, um, you know, do you want to be sick? Do you want to be tired? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I don't. Our words are just so powerful. Just our, I mean, even our bodies would listen to our words if we would speak over ourselves and and um, in the word. Right. For the word that in the in the Bible, obviously, for the word to be effective, you must speak it. Right. So even like reading it out loud or speaking it to people, speak it in our in our prayers is when you get the word and you believe the word and you start speaking it over people, that's when things will, will happen. Get away from what we think and start saying what the Bible would say. And I know I've been in situations where I'm down or I'm mad and somebody will start speaking scripture over, you know, just don't like, just kind of makes you angry. Like, what does that make any difference now? But they're speaking truth over you. When this truth is spoke over you and your words are so powerful, you know, the Lord can heal you. Well, and part of that might be if you're on the other side of it and not receiving, you know, you might not be believing what is being said. Yeah. You know? Another quote he had in there, I've, I've told my people they can have what they say, but they are saying what they have. Mm. So in our prayers and in our, in our, in the way we speak, we need to be, speaking like we've already got it we're already healed we've already paid that bill we've already um climbed that mountain that's good so um another thing in there just i wrote down some stuff it said if men would believe in me believe me long prayers are not necessary a lot of times when we get praying over, and I heard a guy kind of make a joke that when you're praying healing over somebody, you don't need to to pray or a whole devotion. <laughs> Just pray for pray for healing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Jesus, he doesn't have no super long prayers in the in the Word. It's just be healed or you know, demon come out or stand up and walk. It's we try to talk ourselves into believing and having more faith, and I think we do it too. And I've done it for sure. As you're long prayers and using some words trying to make the person that you're praying over to kind of have faith Mm. that you have faith. Sure. So, and sometimes I've done short prayers and you kind of feel like you shorted yourself and them and the people you're praying for almost kind of have that look too, because we're all so used to these long, powerful prayers. And then there's sometimes you, you need long, powerful prayers, not that you shouldn't use them, but whatever we say, if we would totally believe, as it says in um, Mark eleven twenty three, I thought I had written that. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it may be not an actual mountain, but it may be a, just a problem that is a mountain in your life. Right. And in this book, this guy was talking about he got into a bunch of debt. And uh, and in one scripture, it's a, you can take an uprooted tree and plant it into the sea. And he had, took all these papers and laid them out, and he had all of his debt written on it, and he just commanded that debt to go. And he said, you know, debt is on paper, and paper is made from a tree. So you can command a tree to uproot and go into the sea, so you can command your debt to go. You know, and within a couple of days or weeks or so, the debt just started finally going away because he believed and he gave it all to God. A lot of times we pray and our prayers are powerful and we totally believe, but then all of a sudden we're trying to intercede and do a little something here and do something a little bit there instead of just staying out of the out of the Lord's road. Maybe saying something to somebody that uh, maybe you're not supposed to say to or the Lord's not ready, but you think if you intercede and help and 
kind of appease the situation, you'll make it better. But a lot of times we make it worse by doing that. We just need to fully submit ourselves to the Lord and give it all to him and just step back and let him handle it and just be the vessel that uh, that he's made us to be. Right. Only, only going and only speaking what he says to do and say. So we got, uh, I still do coming up. We'll get some, uh, hopefully some, some man ups. Um, it's been a, such a wonderful summer. Just, uh, getting to be with the grandkids a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie's having another one. We had a, um, got a little girl now of Molly's. Came not old. She was here now, 18 months old. So, um, we're just so blessed to be able to live just a abundant life. And we do have a lot of material things, but really, None of it means anything to us. And it's just amazing to be to that point in our lives where all that stuff used to mean a lot to me. And I've thought before of times where I was going through some struggles this summer that I just had thought one time going to Kirkley that I just prayed God he would just take everything from me, but just please don't take my spirit. Just like in what David had said in, in uh, maybe Psalms 51, I can't remember. But without the Lord, I mean, we just don't, you just don't really have nothing. You have no happiness. You have no joy. Um, so I just, what's really come to me, what I found at the last, I did get to go to the last encounter in October. Yeah. And uh, a really cool thing happened there. Uh, I hadn't went three times and just kind of got out of the swing of going and just didn't think I wanted to go anymore. I didn't need it. And Jeff, uh, Brawley had come to Gallatin post. I went and listened to him. And, uh, the next day I was just sitting here in this chair I'm sitting now. And I mean, this tears started coming down my face and just knew I needed to, needed to sign up mm-hmm. and, uh, called, uh, Eddie up and, you know, it was too late to sign up or the, They've shut it off or whatever they do, but he was able to get me a serving ticket and go down there, and uh, and we was. I just was looking for some clarity and some answers that was coming up, and I knew before I went, I just kind of had a vision of uh, praying with Justin McCann. I knew he was supposed to pray over me before we left the Civic Center and went to the Encounter Cove. And it was just kind of standing in this one spot over by this trailer. And uh, so I went there to the um, counter cove, or went to the Civic Center, and uh, I just started looking for Justin. Just like I just, I want to, I know this is important. So I looked over there, and I know he was standing there. I mean, he's, um, and easy to, he's easy to see. And uh, so I walked over there, and seeing Dan and Jeff and some other people and just like, where did Justin go? And he's just like, he wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. So I kept walking around looking for him. I seen him standing outside. So I thought, well, I'll just kind of wait here. Then when he come back in, he was over in a different spot. Then when I finally ended up and we got to sit there and really start talking, he's right in the same spot where I'd seen that vision and he'd uh, had a word for me because I'd texted him earlier that uh, this was supposed to happen. The Lord gave him a, a word of uh, I had some kind of offense on me. And I said, that's probably right. I probably did get offended with encounters. Why would I get offended? I don't really, I don't really know. I just, uh, it happened. I just a lot of people had asked me at first to go and um, it was going to be this and that. And it was just... I don't know. I just kind of worked up an offense in my mouth, in my mind, but I'd kept going other than them last three times. And I said, Oh, that's probably right. And he just prayed for me. It was awesome. Gave me some words and started speaking that I needed to start doing this podcast to, again. That's just the word that he gave me. And it's just like, yeah, I know that's right. I just, I just went through a, a season. I just didn't, I didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to 
sit here and take time away from doing something else. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to say yes. I didn't want to say yes. But as I went into the Encounter Cove, the Lord said, you know, only thing that we can do is say yes. We can say no, but, you know, the Lord is looking for our yes. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Even though you might not want to do it, you still got to keep walking and following the Lord. That was really my whole testimony before of why we've got to the situation that we're in now and why the Lord has used uh, myself and our whole family to help a lot of people uh, find the Lord and find uh, healing and deliverance. And it all started by just kept saying yes and yes and yes and yes. And we've said yes to a lot of things that uh, really made no sense to us. And all of a sudden, as the summer was going along, getting tired, getting frustrated, the yeses, um, I was trying to make sense of why I would say yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I couldn't make any sense of it. Right. That's and, uh, leaning on your own understanding. <laughs> yeah, like why? Why? When you keep saying why would God wants to do this and why would you want to do that? I mean, we're just, we're just complaining to God. Mm -hmm. And not everything God is going to do for you is going to be, you know, all a bed of roses. And, you know, doing things that you don't understand is when you're really, when you're stepping out of that boat like Peter did and you start walking on that water. When you get away from your own personal understanding, you're out there when the only thing you can lean on is the Lord. I mean, that's when the spot that you want to be. And we're still, like, learning to die to ourselves, and that's a process. I think every day you got to pick up your cross and even moment by moment, you know, am I going to do this? Am I going to say yes in this moment? And we don't say yes every single time, you know, but we come back to it and know that it's so crazy because what he has for us, we know is better. Like he created us. So why would we think that we know better for our lives than he does? Right. You know, that's the, the part where you're just like, man, to smack yourself <laughs> we just get satisfied for what, what we got just like yeah you just kind of get to a spot like well i can just live here i can just mm -hmm. float i can dog paddle and what's that called when you just kind of tread water yeah. <laughs> i was speaking with leroy today and he's just like uh, something about dying to yourself he said you don't like dying to yourself and i said no i don't like doing so he said i love it he said i want to be broken Amen. Every day. And I thought, well, that's a good point. Yeah. And I do like it, but when I guess when you think about it, you can think about it, you don't like it, and you can, as the way he explained it today, it's like, yeah, I do like it because my old self was, I didn't like it either. I didn't even like myself. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about earlier about like that book and speaking the positive words. And um, I was just thinking like, I think what is happens sometimes is we get those those thoughts come in from the enemy and then we don't make them obedient to Christ. And so we carry on with that thought and then it then it becomes like no oh, yeah we we don't want to do this. Um but kind of like Paul says I I do the things like I don't want to do, you know. And the things that I do want to do I don't do. Ultimately, I know and you know that the Lord's plan for our life is much better than than what we were doing. And I, I certainly don't want to go back, and I know you don't want to go back. And so we just want to keep moving forward with the Lord and taking one step at a time and one day at a time with Him. Yeah. And um, Jill's had a lot of... I don't know if it's would be a lot of healing this summer. Just of the things of the past was finally of yeah, finally of healed. Yeah, Absolutely. and uh, it just seems like how the devil works with us. You know, when we're working together and we're on the same page, it's such a uh, powerful little team that the. Lord has put together, but I mean, you'd number be up, then I'd be down. I'd go up, then you'd be down. It's just like yeah. you'd finally get switched, then 
come home and be like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and just like the things that happen to us sometimes it's just like, I don't even know how this happened. There would be sometimes, you know, you'd be going along and just be like this oppression would come on you, but you'd maybe, um, you could remember some of the things you might be have done or thought and got off path. And sometimes just like, I, I don't even know what I did that would be wrong. And I mean, we do so much sin. We don't even really oh, for sure. understand, you know, we don't, we're just, you know, sinful, dirty people. But I mean, sometimes it's just like, I, I don't know what is, what has happened to me? What, what are you, what are you wanting out of me? Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this yeah. and be frustrated and, um, and then sometimes you get hammered with the same word, like I was, <laughs> for a while at this most recent Ashes to Beauty in September. Um, like Dorian had been saying for a few weeks before that, and I've heard it way before that, just talking about submission. And um, I had even told you, like, I don't want to, I, I trust the Lord, but I was having a hard time trusting you. And so as God was healing that and mending it, you know, from, from where it was, um, and also just, you know, believing that if I'm, I'm a new creation and you are a new creation, we're not the same old people anymore. And so that was something that you, you can hear things, you know, but sometimes you don't hear them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was just that needed to soak I need to soak in that word a little bit longer and believe it mm-hmm. that you are new and see it, you know, honestly. And so there was just like a, a rebuilding of trust. And, um, but regardless, the word says submit to your husband. And so that's where I was at. And I was struggling with that. And at Ashes of Beauty, I can remember saying, I don't want to submit. Um, and then it was like the next day I go to post and there the whole meeting, um, we were doing a study in the fervent book and it was about submitting to your husband. Um, the very next day after that, <clears throat> I got this phone call. Um, my phone rang and I didn't, well, it didn't ring actually. It just went it said missed call from Rachel brothers and Maggie and I were sitting there both at the table. And I was like, well, that's weird. Maybe she just pocket dialed me. Cause I, it's not like we talk a lot or anything like that. You know, I've only honestly been around her just a handful, handful of times. And, um, but the week before, I think it was during this, the struggling part, she was, she had messaged me and just asked how I was doing. And I just kind of like give her a, word vomit out of my, in a text about how I was struggling with, you know, trusting you and these 30 years of feeling like, you know, sometimes you had lived in a lie, um, and just kind of said that. And so she was like, I'm going to pray for you, you know, and just went on from there. But this, this Tuesday after, um, we came back from ashes to beauty, she, like I said, called, um, but it went straight to voicemail. Um, but the Lord was just like downloading all this, all these, these things to her about, um, she was just praying for me and you and our marriage. And, and it was just awesome. He, he showed her lots of things. Um, you know, asked her if we were going to renew our vows. Um, she sent a thing about the color. She said, it said like, Gold was the color of the Lord. Um, purple was the color for the groom, and white was the color for the bride. And I told her that our wedding colors when we got married were purple and white, but we didn't we didn't have the Lord, <laughs> you know, in it. I mean, truly, he definitely wasn't cheap Walmart gold rings. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, we obviously did not base our marriage around the Lord. We, we like knew the Lord and thought about the Lord and liked to use the Lord to, to our advantage. Mm-hmm. As soon as things would go, you know, we kind of used the Lord as training wheels. All right. And we could get rolling, you know, like, all right, take them off. Yeah. 
crash and crash and crash. Or kind of like a genie. Like people say, like, I, I only want you for this part, but not even really just not even understanding that he wants the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's his desires. Just He just wants to spend time with us and he wants us to tell us or tell him about our day, um, about our, how we're feeling, you know, at every moment. Um, just like you would your best friend or your husband or, you know, he just wants the intimacy with us. Yeah. But we, we didn't, we didn't even do that to each other really. So we certainly weren't doing it with the Lord, um, having that intimacy. Our relationship was always kind of built at a pretty early deal of just kind of lies. And Mm -hmm. we just loved each other in our hearts or what we thought was love, maybe. Loved or lusted or... Yeah. Maybe lusted after you there for sure. But then just... We just didn't ever want to see the other person with somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was just... There was just a strong bond between us, but it wasn't... I don't know. It was just this, it was a strange 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... We just talking the day, just like we know we both could have, if we didn't make it, you know, we both would have found someone else and mm-hmm. um, would have told everybody, well, is this rough? And but we'd found somebody else and, you know, it just been such a bad example. Now, being able to give our uh, marriage testimony twice, maybe, once at post and seem like somewhere else. Can't think where it's at. But it's just... Uh, it's healing to be able to do that, and it gives a lot of people hope because we've been through so many different battles. So somebody going through this, I mean, you can still make it through it. The Lord is, right? The Lord is big enough. I mean, He has just Absolutely. changed so many, so many lives. Then just my own personal testimony. I mean, there's tons of awesome testimonies, but when you really just think of yourself of what the Lord has done for for you, because you know what you was like yeah. or you would you know hope people would know what their selves are like some people probably don't and that's a problem mm-hmm. but when you really know what your was like and what you are now and how your thoughts have been renewed and your desires have been changed and your words have been um replaced with um words from the lord mm-hmm. um it's just it's amazing right there's different parts of my testimony i'll just be saying them out loud to myself like i was I don't know, I guess you could say it was just like practicing, you know, just working through your mind of different things that happen and different things will come up. And I mean, it'll just, you know, bring my own self to just tears of just like, and just tears out of nowhere. It's just amazing that when the Lord touches you, what it, what it does to you. Right. That's good. That's, that's good to keep, to keep sharing your testimony, even if it is with yourself. That's good. That's why you should write it down. And so that you can read it or record yourself and listen to it again. Sometimes, you know, as, as time goes on, it could be easy to forget certain parts of it, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, it was so like, especially yours. I mean, just witnessing it, there was so much that happened um, mm-hmm. in it and all the little details and the Lord is in the details, believe me. Um, it was Pretty wild. Yeah, that's amazing. Then just the the next day, I was driving down the road, and uh, when we we know that our um, assignment is is to go around and tell the testimony of the healing of the cancer is something that everybody can see by the pictures, but the healing of the heart, the healing of the mind, the healing of the marriage, the healing of the family, then as a spiritual leader, as a as the dad. Yeah. of his earthly family changing and all these kids being able to see that and to follow when their lives have changed. Right. I mean, where would our two daughters be today? Where would, where would Thame, where would the path would he be on? I mean, what would the path would, you know, how much longer could we have made it if that one day I just didn't, I just said, you know, yes, Lord, I've got to get started doing something. It wasn't really working, just going to church and not, truly finding God, but, you know, mm. getting blessed with cancer and really 
start building my faith, but you know, it all started off with a, with a yes, Lord, that I, I will humble myself. I will ask for prayer. I will, I will do these things. And after that, you know, after you start saying yes, it's just like, you know, hiring a new employee, you know, I mean, as long as they can keep saying yes and keep, keep learning, mm-hmm. you know, start improving and getting closer to the Lord. I think it's a good point that you said, like just going back to church, you know, sometimes you might hear people saying, Oh man, I just, I love the Lord. And you know, people that you would think have never said that before. And you're just like, what is going on with them? Um, and then you, you think, well, I'll, I'll go check this out and you just go back to a church. But if you're in a, like a dry church or, um, if you don't have that personal encounter with the Lord, you know, then you're just like, this is not, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, it's hard to understand until the Lord meets you um, where you are personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's, you know. There's nothing we can do other than just be an example and just start just speaking the truth to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't change anybody's mind, but we can, and we got to do more than just talk about it. We have to be able to, people have to be able to see that in right. us. And they've got to be able to hear it, even like from other people. Like I was around Jill or Brian or whoever it is, and there really is a difference. It's not mm-hmm. I'm putting the show on for this group, and I'm this group over here, and I'm this group over here. Right. And uh, we're not perfect by any means. I mean, we oh, still no. make plenty of mistakes, and you know, but we're trying. We we keep seeking Him, and that's that's what I was going to go back to the verse that I was reading at the beginning. Um, you know, ask for yourself. Ask, Lord, where are you? Lord, are you real? I mean, there's trying, and everybody makes tons of mistakes, and I make tons of them, but there's trying and seeking the Lord, and there's just being, purposely being a hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I'm just saying, like, if you are questioning why are these people around me starting to act different or, you know, if you see something different in a coworker or a friend or, you know, and they say, well, I love the Lord, ask for yourself. Um, he, you know, it says seek and you will find. Knock and, and the door will be open for you. Just I think the biggest reason why a lot of us don't constantly seeking the Lord and praising God and doing what he wants to all the time. We're just scared of persecution. But in the Bible, it says over and over, you're going to be persecuted. Yeah. It's just got thinking the other day, just like with the Halloween, you know, we don't, a lot of the Christian people, they go along with the Halloween and it's a harmless holiday to them because they're not worshiping the devil or they're not sacrificing somebody in their minds, but you're still going along with a, a demonic holiday and you let your kids go along with it because you don't want them to get persecuted at school. And there's other things that we do. And I did the same thing is you don't, you keep your kids safe so they won't be persecuted by people, but then you want them to go out and share the gospel. And, uh, but they've been so taught to do as the world wants them to do that. They're not even be able to accept the persecution. Mm -hmm. So sometimes getting persecuted for, not doing this or not doing that is building up strength to where you can go out and witness over and over wherever and you have no worry of being persecuted. So it, so it's just like it, it builds, it builds strength to be able to, to not to go along with the world. Also, there's so much compromise and I can't remember, is it the Laodicean church that is the compromising church? I'm not sure, but just like that, like people would say, well, I'm going to address my kid, you know, as an angel. I saw this the other night on a clip, um, but it's still compromising. Like, you know, you wouldn't say, um, I'm going to try to talk to, you know, Paul through a Ouija board mm-hmm. or, you know, even Jesus. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, that's sounds ludicrous. Um, it's just we've we've grown so accustomed to meshing in with what Satan has, you know, tried to make look good and dangle in front of our eyes. And, and we don't even notice a lot of times. And, 
you know, there might be things that we are doing today that we don't even know yet. And the Lord's going to reveal to us, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause I, I wasn't like that before. I mean, that was what, and so you have to be like a Leroy. You want to, for the Lord to yeah, break you every day so you can die to yourself. Right. Reveal more to me, Lord, what, what is hurting you, you know, cause that I don't want to hurt the Lord. It's just, you know, we sit in churches and we complain about the things on the outside, the bars and the telephones and stuff, but us people inside the churches love it, and we start bringing it inside the church so we can be more comfortable. We have to get to where we can separate ourselves from the world. Right. I mean, that's a, that is the ultimate call. Is we're supposed to be set apart and holy. He's, he wants us to be purified and holy, and that's who he's coming back for is that that spotless bride, mm-hmm. the church. Um, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts to be cleansed sometimes. Um, yeah, but it's, the world has a lot to offer. I mean, it's some of it's good, and but as Christian people, it's time for us to to rise up and, and to pull ourselves away from the world and show that uh, all the joy and peace without being involved in it and the happiness that we got. We don't need the alcohol and the drugs and things that w- that I've thought that I needed. Mm-hmm. I just needed to be submitted to Jesus. Right. Yep. Kind of a quick testimony of just saying, uh, yes, Lord, and just the... Um, just the power of being able to the 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 gifts the Lord had given us. As I was down to the uh, encounters, uh, I was at the altar praying with somebody, and I'm walking back to my seat. Somebody just sitting there, just kind of leaned over in their chair, and uh, easily could have just uh, walked by him. I'd been praying with people, but I just um, felt the Lord tugging on me, and just you know, all you can say is yes, Lord, and you just start talking to this person, and. Uh, could tell some things were um, not right. Tell some demonic forces was was uh, bothering this man, and um, started praying for him and canceling some different spirits. I could tell the spirit of anger was on him, spirit of condemnation was on him. And as I'm, times you're doing deliverance, you know, you're getting words, you're getting discernment, you're speaking out and casting out things and um, uh, renouncing and rebuking. Um, you're speaking to the, the darkness in the person. But uh, you could tell some things were moving, but I just, um, the Lord had just had me put my hand on his back, and I just started praying over him in tongues. And it wasn't very long, and the man just throws up right in his right in his chair, and um, just kind of a liquid stuff. Um, so it just shows you that there's really nothing that we can do other than say, Yes, Lord, accept the gifts, work in them, and um, there's nothing I could have said or did or no authority or power that I had. It was just using the gift that the Lord gave me and, and started praying over the man in tongues, and he just got uh, set free. And um, Quentin Willis had prayed for him later in that day at another deal, and uh, whatever else was still in him had uh, come out at that time, but that guy looked me back up and was just so excited. So whatever happened that I don't even really, obviously I don't know what was said or did. I just said, yes, Lord. And the man was, he was set free. Then I seen him getting off the bus and he hugged me again. So just being there saying, yes, Lord, and uh, just using the gifts that that God gave us and uh, just the power and, uh, Praying in tongues is just so powerful at how it builds your faith and it's just the Lord speaking directly to that person without us getting into the road. It was just a, another awesome experience to be able to just to be used by mm-hmm. by the Lord. Yeah. Well, first podcast back was was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting to do it with my favorite guest, my beautiful wife. I'll leave you these quotes that come from the book. Uh, Jesus never prayed the problem. He prayed the answer. 
Jesus always spoke the results, not the problem. Jesus spoke the desired results. So in our prayers and the way that we speak, um, don't be speaking the problem out loud. Be speaking the answer. Claiming the healing. And be encouraging to all your brothers and uh, sisters. We all need to be encouraged in um, certain ways, like Quentin encouraged me through the summer. And, and of course, Jill has always been so encouraging to me when times where I was just a real head case. Um, It's just, it's awesome. You just don't really know who needs an encouraging word. And uh, it just, it, it means a lot to people. Um, Jill, will you close us in prayer? Sure. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to, to speak about you again, Lord. Um, Father, we just pray that, um, that our conversation here, um, was full of grace, seasoned with salt, um, Lord, that, that they would hear how you want to answer them, Lord. And so Father, I just pray that, um, anyone listening would be able to, to really seek you and find you, Lord, and Father, that you would continue to hear our prayers, Lord, that you'd continue to use us and continue to cleanse us, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you, we praise you, we love you, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll leave you with Mark 4.20 out of the TPT. If you sow God's good word in good ground of your heart by speaking it, it will produce in your life. Mark 4.20. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on the All About Jesus podcast.